0: Hey everyone, it is your friendly neighborhood director, Chris Keeling. With me as always is the lovely and beautiful Sarah the Ted. Hello. And also with us tonight is Alisa, Widdle Alice Wiggin. Hello. And on tonight's podcast for the CK Project, we are talking about toxic people. We all know them. We've all had them in our lives. And because, I'm not going to lie, it's been a subject that has been bouncing around my head. I've even done at least one or two uh, blogs about it recently. So, I think we should talk about toxic people. So, the first thing we talk about is the people in our lives. We have people who add bring meaning to our lives Sarah the Ted is one who adds a lot of meaning to my life she gave me two kids so I think that counts for something Um, and then you have the toxic people the ones who talk about being your friends but then They add a lot of negativity and not safe for work, but bullshit into your lives. It's a sad, unfortunate place that we all end up at some point. Um, So let's talk about toxic people. Um, What do you all think about toxic people? And it's sad because it's not just friends. There's a lot of times... Family members end up being way too toxic in our lives.
1: I think you're related to most of them.
0: Right, I think so too.
1: Um, I think the only reason why toxic people want or keep doing what they do, personally, is they need to tear others down. Whether by being the quintessential mean girl in school or the backhanded compliments that are so not compliment is because they feel worthless and they need to make themselves feel better. Instead of working on other people are working on themselves, they work on other people by tearing them down.
0: Okay, so then let's bring up what if an example your best friend <clears throat> and you love this person you've done everything for this person but one day you realize that person isn't exactly healthy for being productive in your life I've had friends like that I I still have friends who are toxic they may not necessarily eat mean to be toxic some of them do but you know what do you how do you feel about that how how do you feel if like you find out one day that your homie that you've been friends with for years you did everything together knows everything about you that that person brings you toxicity what do you think about that like
2: what are you talking about like toxicity
0: like all right um that person who always wants to put things in a negative point of view, like say your friend keeps getting you in trouble. Maybe you guys go out and your friend keeps getting you to have those drinks to make the stupid decisions, you know, that that's toxicity. Mooching can be toxicity. We, we in our marriage time, have had a few people in that way.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes, we have had a few toxic people in our relationship. Whoa, what a moocher. Yes. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, uh, are you... Okay. Um, like, not... What about people that hurt you but don't mean to hurt you?
0: That happens. That 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 is it, you know.
2: That happens more than more more than anything in my in my relationship with friends.
0: Right, and, and that's that's a form of toxicity, or.
1: Just the Debbie Downers.
0: Like yeah, or or like mm-hmm. I was talking to somebody earlier. I have a a friend who's going through some personal struggles and. And is looking at life in a way that doesn't necessarily feel like she wants to continue. And me, you know, to me, haters are going to hate. Let them drink their haterade and carry on. And you do you, boo. (laughs) But let's face it. I've been in situations where toxicity has made me feel like i had to reinvent myself i remember in the days of facebook i even changed my name to darth hater because <laughs> i was tired of all that but you know it, it it's happened it's sad i'm honestly the weight loss journey my mental health is up up way better than it's ever been so the toxicity doesn't necessarily <laughs> bother me as much as it does but I see it still out there.
2: Like are you saying like okay me personally um if people know me personally and you're a female and if you feel like I have ever given you the cold shoulder it's because toxic people in my life have been females. Sadly most are. <laughs> And it Um, takes me a long time to warm up to females. So, you know. I think that's
1: one of the things that is the difference between uh, males and females. uh, From way back when, men are not emotional, blah, blah, blah. But they're also taught to say flat out the real. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And the women are supposed to be accommodating and genteel. And it just creates this whole... Vicious, backbiting culture. Yeah.
0: So... So... What... Are some traits that you really see... As as toxic? Me, I want to say... People who are manipulative... Oh... I don't have any money. Buy me food... Or, oh, I'm not getting my way, so I'm going to cry.
2: Oh, I don't have any money to buy me food, but can go to Disneyland the next day. Yeah, those are things that have happened.
1: Or somebody talks you into, you know, feeding the kids, getting them school supplies, and then you find out they spent $300 on a weave.
0: Wow. Elisa, it sounds like something you know from experience.
1: Yeah. See? And the thing is, is, the woman had gorgeous hair. Yet,
0: yeah, she had to go get herself a weave, just saying. To put an just extra.
1: Whole two inches for her kids to grab.
0: <laughs> uh it wasn't for the kids. Daddy was coming home that night.
2: <laughs> Which one? or Someone was coming home that night.
0: Okay, so anyway. <laughs> You know, it, it it's a serious thing in society. We all know toxic people. Um,
2: um, like a Britney Spears song, don't you know that you're toxic? Exactly. It's yeah.
0: it's about making the bad decisions. It's you know, and, and I'm I'm fortunate that most people that I tend to surround myself with these days are very supportive. You know it's amazing, and I I say it every every other blog, every other whatever. I have an amazing group of people who who are around me and support me. But you know, I see them dealing with toxic people too. Don't let people don't don't let people shit on your good day because you know what in the end, and this is going out to people I know. So if Certain people are listening. I ain't going to I ain't going to blow anybody's shit up. But certain people listening putting up uh memes saying unfuck yourself. I'm doing my best, do it. You're doing your best. These are people I actually talk to on a regular basis. I'm proud to see that you're changing yourself for the better and you're benefiting from this and not everybody's going to be on board but you know i'm on board and i agree with you and i i'm one who i've been really seriously trying to unfuck myself for the last 12 years it just it's gotten more so better over the but last you three hate or four those years.
2: toxic people that come into your life that want help but then when you give them help don't take it or the ones that continue to expect expect you to help them expect you to drop everything for them to help them
0: yeah it
2: and then they don't change
0: but I'm not I'm not gonna lie when we, we when we get to that point and I think I know of whom or whom's you're refer- referring to mm-hmm. is that some of these people it makes me sad that I couldn't help them
2: well, yes.
0: Well, trying it, it, and you know, it's not like oh, just because I feel that way, I know it's not gonna ever necessarily reach somebody that those people in their soul and go, oh, I was such a horrible person. Well, yes, I'm so it's like, sorry. But yes, but, it's like
2: what it's like what your parents used to say, you know, where they would yell at you and talk to you and say, it's like talking to a brick wall. You know and and you never responded as a as a as a teenager what your parents taught you. It's like the same thing you're you know it's like talking to a brick wall, you're basically trying to tell them you shouldn't do what you're doing, you know you're coming for me for to help you know I'm gonna help you, you want my help, or you wouldn't have called or you want my help, or you wouldn't have come over or whatever and then a week later or a month later. They're back to the same crap they did before. Right. That they wanted help with before, and it's like, then stop talking to me, stop calling me for the help, because you're not gonna, you're not gonna take it.
0: Oh, I, I, I agree. It, it just, it's sad, because some of those people, we've reached out to, and we've tried to help. <laughs> And I know at least one of these individuals will never hear the lighted day of this. So I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. One of these people that you know, we tried to help fell down the wrong path chose to ha- hang out with the toxic crowd Um, continues to be part of the toxic crowd and it hurts. It's yeah. sad that that no matter seeing the potential this person had, the talent this person had, just be thrown away and wasted, it's sad. And it's not like, you know, and it's sad when you find out you can't help that person, even if you did everything you did to try and they still want to paint you as the bad guy because of it. Yes. So, I think that don't be toxic, okay? If if you don't self-sabotage, really look at yourself. You don't want that in your life. Well, some people do. Some people want the drama. That's the sad part, is some people thrive off of the shit that toxicity can bring to them. I'm not one of them people. I've become a beacon of light and that's where I want to stay that's where I want to bring people is because life doesn't have to be as rough as some people make it yes truth is some people are dealt with a bad hand some people just their health will never ever be in perfect health you know they'll always feel like Something around them just won't go right. But in the end, you you don't have to make everybody else necessarily fill a uh, toxic presence because that's happening to you.
1: And some of the things that can be caused by uh, toxic people, when you need help, you don't reach out for it. Because you don't want you are so scared of becoming like that that what I'm just now asking learning to ask.
0: Right. But but you bring that up and that that can slide into another another point which is also something uh you know dealing with when it comes to people who deal with Issues. We'll, we'll we'll talk depression because that's a big issue. I've talked about is you know it is easier for someone like me to help other people with their problems because then I don't have to deal with my problems. And that and that's what that 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 is very true. Obviously, my case isn't that so much anymore because. In 2007, I met up with my ex and I, told, and I talked to her and for me to heal and grow as a person, I had to forgive what had gone on. We were both young, we were both really toxic to each other, but I needed to let go of that anger and the frustration and I think that was a big building block for me to grow. And then, you know, getting a better job, going through some really emotional and toxic stuff at work broke me down. And when the realities became real, I decided I needed to invest in myself and I went to school. And going to school, I learned how to be a visual storyteller. And I love being a visual storyteller. And it's helped bring me into being a host to these wonderful podcasts. And having this wonderful group of people panel with me. You know, and then the weight loss surgery. Which took me into a stratosphere level that I, I didn't expect. I figured, oh, I'll, I'll lose weight all physically feel better but mentally he's like
2: the kevin smith of the uncelebrity world have you noticed (laughs) (laughs) have i told you lately i am still very proud of you about that
0: thank you yep 153 pounds down (laughs) so it's, it's good but thank you and i appreciate the support but you know some people don't have What it don't know how to look at themselves critically and say, Hey, look, I'm in a situation that needs to change. Had I not gotten the slap in the face and dose of reality, I could have been stuck. But you know, I found it. I'm better. I'm a guru. I've been told by many, many people how much of an inspiration I have been. And that to me makes me feel even more inspired because. That's part of the reason why I do what I do. It's not easy. It's it's never going to ever be easy again. But this is the life that I chose. And to those people who may be struggling with that toxic person in their life. Whether it's a significant other. Maybe it's a brother or a sister. Money. Maybe... <laughs> mother best friend sister's cousin mother's brother whatever just if you find somebody you, you know see how you can adjust it because nobody needs to live the toxic lifestyle everybody should be out to support each other and, and you know too many people want to tear each other down because haters want to go on a hate and then going to drink their hate raid but let's face it. We all should be helping each other. I think mankind would benefit from that type of energy. Instead of saying,
1: Weech, You're a weech, Burn at the stake!
0: <laughs> oh, sorry. Not to blow your shit up like that, but no. <laughs> anyway. Don't burn me. So, moving on from toxic people. Another subject is... I, I've been feeling is... Where's that change come in? Where do you... Where do you feel that point in your life you decide you want to change? Nasty, nasty. Anyways, you know what? Do you feel at any point in your life you needed to change something?
1: We apologize for the word "sound." The dog is looking. It's not
0: (laughs) you. It's much. (laughs) If you're gonna be on the radio, be professional. Okay, thank you. Anyways, so, it took the, one of the many times, because let's face it, evolution happens many times, and if you're going to (coughs) grow, you have to evolve. Me, it took a, the first evolution took a bad first marriage. It took a, Horrible situation to grow me up a bit and then it took me Feeling trapped then it took me the threat of losing my professional livelihood it took me Coming close to death to have to change now What about What about you guys what? what is it in your life you think has made you feel like you've had to change something about yourself to make yourself better. Or or what is it you know you need to do that you've been too afraid to take that that plunge yeah. and you just want to make bullshit excuses on why you haven't done it. I'm just I'm just not blowing anybody's shit up, I just maybe I know a little something here. That's all.
1: Yeah, that would be him uh, referencing my smoking, which he's right. I. My New Year's resolution has been every year to quit smoking.
0: And All every year th- it disappears.
1: Nope. All year I try. And yes, I do fail. Do or um, do not. There is no try. One of the things that has made me end up. Well, two of the things. One is a very, very positive, and the other one is actually a toxic person. Um, I took a good long hard look at myself and I realized I was turning into my mother. A mother who has stated flat out she should have aborted me. A woman who has flat out thrown me in the middle of a blizzard. Um, Who's threatened to shoot me. And I realized she and I are very much alike. And I actively try not to be her. The other thing is... Chris, that's yes. you.
0: Yes, I'm listening.
1: Um, one of the things that I I am a big girl. I'm not chubby. I'm not flat fluffy. I'm not curvaceous. I am fat. You're not big boned. <laughs> no, I am fat. I am technically, clinically, morbidly obese, and
0: oh, then you're gonna hate me because guess what?
1: You I'm now no longer, no longer classified. So, so all right for Chris, everybody. Okay, I'd clap louder, but I have a, a tea in my hand, <laughs> and okay,
0: she so, cleans very well here. So let's uh, let's uh, address. For example,
1: this. for what Chris did, um, I have two major food addictions: ice cream and chips, or if you're British, crisps. Lord. Um, although it's the, I would have to give it up immediately now, um, because of certain issues in my health that has arisen, it's a, a pretty much a non-issue, but I was able to stop eating a half gallon of ice cream in a sitting, and then I was able to keep it to a bowl, and then to a scoop, one scoop, not 100, one hundred, one. And my have been working, and after I got that under control, I started working on chips. And then the ice cream was definitely not going back to that. Um, but that has something to do with different, but because Chris gave me the inspiration and the courage to do that. To actually take a hard look at everything.
0: So, alright, because I've gone through a few things, and... Let me ask you something. Because you got these food addictions, right? What triggers it? Everything. Okay, well...
1: Stress, mother... Okay, so um, it's your
0: coping mechanism to deal with shit. That That's what food was for me for the longest time was... I'd get sad, I'd eat, I'd get bored, I'd eat, i you know... I wanted to feel better about myself, I would eat. But in particular, in times of stress, my eating habits would either be, I'd be either weight eating all the time or I wouldn't eat at all. So.
1: Well. And, for, go ahead.
0: And knowing this, okay, and this is something that comes up quite a bit, and going through the whole process of going for, through the weight loss surgery, and society is built around food. Oh, we're going to meet up at a family reunion. Food. We're going to go out with coworkers. Food. We're going to do this. It's food. We're going to go watch a game. Food, food, food. Everything that has... And if has it's not
2: food, it's alcohol. and Alcohol is empty calories, exactly. too. Exactly.
0: So. Every social encounter generally happens around food. So... You know that, and, and me personally, and I, uh, this is the moment I'm going to blow your shit, okay, is the smoking. And the reason it is is because your mom has cancer, right? hmm uh-huh. Okay, so Sarah's siblings are smokers, and and, their fa- and her family has dealt with various forms of cancer and stuff.
2: Grandma died of emphysema.
0: Okay, and, and you know, I I've I've had alcoholics in my family, and you know that example to me has always kept me from necessarily going over the edge. And I'll be honest, yes, I've smoked cigarettes. I've never seen the appeal in it. So, with with knowing that your mom has cancer and stuff. Let me ask you, doesn't that shit scare you enough to be like, Oh, I know because I don't want to deal with that. Because you see it in your mom on however often you see your mom. And if not, maybe this is a moment you can take and go, Dude, I didn't look at it that way. I think you might be on something.
1: Or I have been. Um, I know it doesn't seem like it, but yeah, I have been. I've come from a very addictive family, and we're smart enough to know, um, stay away from the drugs and the alcohol. Um, I started smoking because, in the beginning, I watched Rubble Without a Cause, and I thought James Dean was the coolest guy on the planet. I wanted to be just like him. I had the coolest bike, I had the red jean jacket, the penny loafers, the poofy hair. I was only missing one accessory. Yeah. And then it became a way to defy my not only toxic but physically abusive father.
0: Um, so, how old were you when you started smoking? Twelve. Damn. Yeah. I and, and I'm not. I probably. I, I I'm gonna. My first say cigarette.
1: This. I was twelve years old. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, my first cigarette. I was eight, but. That that's enough. I had a menthol with, the this construction worker on base and you know it's stupid. Yeah, Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ew.
2: Yeah. no yeah. my mom I, just I spoke Salem but, sunlight, but so, that, so I know. I smelled it. It's like. Ugh.
0: So you realize you realize you have a problem, and, and you realize it needs to be addressed, and I think that is exceptional, and I I think that. If you realize it and you want to quit. Because that's the whole thing. If you want to change anything about yourself, you have to want to do it before anything else happens. Because, you, you know, if you don't want to change, you're not going to
1: change. Yeah. Um, I actually have been trying to... I haven't done it tonight. But I have been trying to space cigarettes out. Hourly until it. I'm trying to get to five cigarettes, to three cigarettes, to two cigarettes, to one a day, and go because I. No one in their right mind will ever give me Chantix.
0: Right.
1: And I would love to go back to the patch. I did wonderful with it, except the actual glue was eating chunks of my skin. you allergic to it. Uh, very. My oh, mom
2: got nightmares from you know from, from the Paris. I've
0: watched you. And honestly, you're not the heaviest chain-smoker I've ever seen. I knew a dude who spent, and this was in the late 90s, 500 bucks a month on cigarettes.
1: Which now, that's like a pack and a half.
0: Yeah, no shit, right?
1: Yeah. Um, One of the reasons why I started rolling is because I sucked at it. I absolutely suck at rolling anything. And just so we're clear, no, I don't do marijuana. I'm allergic. Um, it was hard for me. I couldn't get the thing to work right, and nowadays it's just... And it's just...
0: Yeah. Oh, practice makes perfect. So you
1: roll like you tie your shoes without looking, just... Yeah. Ro- so nowadays, I roll do it in one at a time instead of a whole pack a day.
0: She sucks at rolling everything except her ass out of bed.
1: Uh, and even then, I fall out.
0: <laughs> All right, so let's um, take this... Let's so I have towards... been
1: progressing. Now, to, when I moved here, I was on cig—I was smoking two packs of cigarillos a day, and those might as well. Each of them were ace, were five, are considered five cigarettes worth of nicotine, tar, and they were mm-hmm. all the toxicity in one. So I was smoking two packs of those a day. I went cold turkey on those and went to the rollies. And I was one after the other, one after the other, one after the other. And then I started fighting that and I would go bike riding and I can no longer bike ride. But it got me down to a uh, two thirds of a pack a day. And now I'm trying to get my house clear and nice. So I don't want to mess it up ever again and getting... So, smoking only outside. And if you know me, you know that this slightest bit of not so great weather, I'm hurting. I don't want to get out of bed. Yeah. So, that's the way I'm going. And I'm also trying to space it out longer.
0: Um, that's good. It shows that you're trying to insert that control and, uh, give yourself less of that when you're in campaign.
2: that when you're in, in you what you should do is binge watch a tv series as in like an hour episode of a tv series as in let's say the weather's bad you don't want to get out of bed four episodes that's four hours mm-hmm. or five episodes that's five hours and then that's five hours you're going without a cigarette
1: well one of the things mm-hmm. i was thinking of instead of just instead of going just outside mm-hmm. um One of the things that people who overeat like me do is confine their eating to one room. not going to smoke in the kitchen because that's where the food gets prepared and I don't like ash in my food. True. Because that stuff will stay in the air for hours, so I don't smoke in my my kitchen if I can help it.
2: Yeah.
1: And kind of can't do the living room because I live in a studio. So I was thinking bathroom. Windows always open in there. And that's also where the cat box is. But it's inside. True.
0: Okay, so let, let's uh, flip this over to the other half of this coupling. I don't ever say better half because I think we were both better halves at different times. <laughs> what about you? What is it you you felt like you've had to change or you feel like you need to change?
2: What do I need? Um, let's see me personally um, liar i'm just i'm just kidding i had
0: to get that out now i'm just kidding <laughs> um
2: well, I don't know i know i know inquiring minds want to. Know. inquiring minds do not want to know no I'm just kidding um, I don't know basically you stumped me me changing personally i have really bad anxiety
0: right really bad okay so she also has control issues but we're not
2: i have ocd if anyone knows me i've got really bad ocd where the fact is that i can't even let anybody in my kitchen to do anything as in if I know someone's moving something. It freaks me out to a point that I get really bad. Okay. I will be honest with you. I've got Crohn's disease. Okay. Just recently diagnosed with it. I've also have IBS and I also have got irritable bowel disease. Okay. I'm all diagnosed with all this stuff. And, um, OCD so bad that it stresses me out to the point it triggers my IBS. I used to be really bad to the point where we'd go on vacation. If my bed was not made the whole entire trip, it could be a week. It could be a week and a half. I would think about why didn't I make that bed before we left. That's gotten to the point where I don't have to do that anymore, which is a good thing. Because it used to bother Chris really bad. Other problem is uh, uh, yes. laundry is a bad thing for me, which still has not been done. Which Yes, laundry gets done every week. Folding laundry does not. That is an issue with my mother never used to fold laundry, always had a big pile of it somewhere in the house. That's just, I grew up with that way. And that's just how I am now. Yes. I need to change that. Of course, big time. And that bothers Chris that bothers him a lot. Uh, and I'm, and i I work on that slowly. Yes. We live in a small place and, You know, I, I do what I can, but, um, yeah, my other problem is I don't work on myself a lot. I work with, I help others as in, I'd rather have other people be happy, happy than I am, I should say, as in my family, as in Chris got to work on him himself and he's now a bachelor's degree. I don't have either one. I have quit school three times in our marriage, um and each time it was because um no, yeah, three times, yeah, Saracoso, I started when I was after we had autumn, quit that, and I quit Colorado Tech University, and I quit Saracoso again. I've done it three times, reason why is my family gives him the attention to do school, but doesn't let me do school. Cause I'm mom, mom. It needs to have be the center of attention as in mom, do this mom, do this mom. Will you help me with this? Now that we have a almost 18 year old graduate, I don't get that from her. Our lovely autistic son is a bit better. But we have my niece, which we don't consider niece anymore. She's lived with us for four years, Lily. She's now our child, of course. And um, she's the one that always wants my attention. She's like the family guy with Stewie
1: and Lois. Mom, mom, yeah. mom, mom, mom.
2: Yeah, yes. it's like I can be sitting on the couch doing whatever get up to go to the bathroom and next thing you know she's right there wanting to know what's going on and she's 10 you'd think that would have stopped by now and we've had her since she was six but it still hasn't stopped i understand the reasoning why she does that but it's still you know doesn't make it easier yeah doesn't make it any easier i i've been wanting to go back to school um I have so many things I've wanted to go back to school for. I started going back to school. Okay. My first time I went to school was just for general education. Okay. Cause I had started in 98 after graduating high school. And then, um, the one degree I wanted for was photo was, uh, not photo was journalism because they had it up there and then halfway through my lovely college program, they got rid of the program. Which sucked. So I had to quit um, and go back to do general education. And things happened, and I quit school. And, yes, I'm going to admit it, it was because of Chris. is why I quit school in the first place. And then we got together, and I got back into school, and I had Autumn. And then I quit Cerro the first time. That time after having Autumn.
0: So... Let me ask, what can we do to help you better yourself? What is it?
2: Go to school for me? You seem to be getting a degree better than I do, but no. (laughs) No, I don't know. (laughs)
1: Somehow, I think he would look weird in blonde hair and teeny (laughs) tinys. Just
0: kidding. I can work it. Anyway,
2: no, because, see... And then I went to school for nursing cause I was a CNA first and I was going back into wanting to nursing. That's why I was in Colorado tech, um, online, which I'm going to tell you now, I, uh, what I'm going to tell you now is nursing. No, it's not for me. Sorry. Um, then again, I, and okay. And then I've gone to, uh, let's see. Actually. Yeah. And then, um, behavioral studies or not behavioral studies, but behavioral degree for like to, to help kids like kids with autism, you know, to be, you know, I've been told I should become a teacher, um, a few times by a few people, you know, I love working with kids with disabilities. But, um, I don't know if that's something I want to do for the rest of my life. Um, I've done, let's see, photography is my number one choice in stuff. Um, I've also done the New York photography school online and I quit that because, again, I didn't get the time I needed to study. So... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe school's just not for me? I don't know. That's how I feel lately. But I really...
0: I will definitely have to work on getting you something. If you don't think school's the right path, maybe we can find some alternative to get you what you need. Um, You know, I've always been sick supportive you've always been supportive of
2: me it's and my family my kids say they're supportive of me it's just mom 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 (laughs) there you go that's it right there you know do i need to change things yes i need to change on things of course everybody still needs to work on every on a lot of things you know
0: and with that the moral of the story is moms definitely have it far harder than the other parent and family
1: yeah, anyone want to take a guess why I didn't have kids? Nah. I don't have the cojones. I'll admit it. I couldn't handle having somebody mom, mom, me 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year, 18 years at minimum.
2: <laughs> and then, well, st- and stressing out of you know about your kids all the time you know how how are they are they okay what's going on you know and
1: yeah <laughs> no thanks
2: and this doesn't stop until you're dead this
1: needless to say not for me i'd <laughs> have to share my toys i don't share
2: but yeah i don't know i mean i do want to go back to school i really do but it's just um california has some of the best apprenticeship
1: programs in the country and mm-hmm. they span well,
2: maybe pretty you much can <laughs> find
1: something everything Um, so you fill out the paperwork and have uh, somebody who's gone through the, um, work and the classes. Um, there's a guy in town who actually went to a full, I think, USC Mm -hmm. for, uh, photojournalism. You could, if I can remember who the heck he is, um, you could talk to him.
0: Alright, so it sounds like we may have some options to help each of us deal with changing ourselves for the better. Um, Unfortunately, it is getting to the end. So, as always, it's your boy, the director, Chris Keeling, and always with me is the lovely Sarah the Ted, and with us is special guest, Elisa, the... Widow Alice Wiggin. We all say good night. Take
2: care. Until the next time. Adios, amigos. Bye bye.